We have now added a new and revolutionary increase in destruction. Des and Troy. You see, when you put them together, they destroy. We got company. Hang on. What's going on, y'all? This is the Daily Destroyer, DFS show, Dynasty Warzone Network. This is the Week 9 Slate on DraftKings, talking cash matchups. He is Lou, I am Tyler. As we always do, we will start at the quarterback position, talking through some of our favorite plays of the week. Being the big question we have here, at the quarterback position at least, is... What do we do with Josh Allen? Is, is he in the lineup? Is he not? I think it's pretty obvious that you know Josh Allen is one of the better plays. We've probably played Josh Allen at least in three or four of the last weeks. It's tough to say. How are we handling Josh Allen this week? Yeah, I think he is one of the main decision points uh, because he is pricey, 8500 It's pretty warranted. He's just putting up pretty much 30 fantasy points every week. They're facing the Jets. And I think one thing that's important to note this week is he does have a, a pretty big gap to the next guy. A lot of the big name uh, quarterbacks that can match Josh Allen, the Lamar Jackson off the slate uh, and Patrick Mahomes off, just off of the slate as well. You drop off to Kyler Murray, who's 1100 less. It's not as big of a deal for you to, go into the lower price range for for QBs this week. There's a lot of decent plays there. So I think that's going to be the big decision point. You could drop down to $3,000 and save it elsewhere in your lineups. There's not a ton of crazy good values in other spots that we'll get to. But I think for that reason, I might end up going down at QB. But Allen is always a great play. Yep. We like Josh Allen. He's a good play. Probably in the pool, to be frank, because it's just a safe play. But the way that I've been building my lineups this week, Lou, he just hasn't been able to to fit his way in there. There's just other places I'm willing to pay up, and we'll definitely get to that later, especially at running back. Um, you know, it's a big question. But to stay on the um, quarterback side of things, it's just, you know, the Jets' defense is good. Jets' run defense is 8th DVOA, 2nd yards allowed per carry. Their 8th DVOA pass defense, 5th, you know, right? they're a top 10 defense. Jets are a top 10 defense. Is that going to stop? Josh Allen, probably not. Is it going to slow Josh Allen? Maybe a little bit. We see a 46-point total, which is pretty good for this slate, but I feel like it's pretty rare that we see a Bills total around that 46 range. So yeah. it, it does give me a little bit of pause, and I, I still have interest in Josh Allen, but I think there's just a couple other guys that scream value to me that I have a lot of interest in cash um, that I'm going to. And, and one of those guys, for me at least, is gonna, going to be Justin Fields. It's crazy that we're talking about Justin Fields as a cash option here in, in Week 9, considering how the first half of the season went. But for me, it's pretty clear they're running Justin Fields more, so there's a bit of a floor there. The Miami defense is, is quite middling. I, I'm not really that impressed with what they've been able to show out there. Yeah, they've added a little bit of pieces here and there, but I'm still likely finding myself saying, you know, the Dolphins, the way that the, uh, the Bears have been playing, not concerned. Forty-six point total in the Dolphins Bears game, same as the as the Jets and Bill Jets and Bills. So, Justin Fields to me is a guy that I look at. He's he's just he's turned it on for us, Lou. I mean, lately he he's really figured it out in a way. I think it's really the coaches have figured it out and have been using him correctly. 
But, I mean, he was able to get up 26 DK points against Dallas, 24 DK points against New England the last two weeks. Both those defenses much better than the Dolphins. So I just see this as quite the opportunity for Justin Fields to keep rolling. Uh, you know, 20 to 25 points to me feels like a pretty damn good, um, you know, kind of projection range for Fields. And at 53, that's quite the savings. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. His price it has gone down. The last couple of weeks, it was 5,700. He had 24 points. Then he had 26 points last week. And now he's 5,300. And I think there's this... People remember the first few weeks when he could barely, he didn't even throw it 20 pass attempts in games. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, he's, it's still the low 20s. Like he's not completing a ton of passes, but his rushing floor is essentially 50 yards right now. So you're probably getting at least five points from the ground, 5,300. If you figure, if you hopefully he gets 200 yards passing, but let's say he only has 150 yards passing. It's another six points. You're starting with 11 points as a floor, uh, and then you tack on touchdowns, whether he's running them or passing them. And he does have four passing touchdowns in the last uh, three games here. So I do think he has uh, one of the safer floors because of his rushing ability. I do think Geno Smith, people will probably remember what he did earlier in the season, but he hasn't really been doing all that great recently here. He hasn't gotten to the 20-point total in each of the past three weeks. So I think it's worth saving the 500 for me. Uh, you also have Aaron Rodgers facing the Lions, which... That was my next, is, was my next one. I mean, play, every, play your guys against Lions, but Aaron Rodgers hasn't been Aaron Rodgers this year. He hasn't gotten the 300-yard bonus yet. He does generally get low 200 yards, two touchdowns, but we know he doesn't have much rushing. He also hasn't hit 20 fantasy points yet this year. So I just think Fields' upside is potentially higher than those guys. Floor might be lower uh, because he's not going to pass as much. But I think for the savings that you're getting, it's worth it for his range of outcomes and how he's been playing recently. Agreed. I mean, I'm not playing Aaron Rodgers in cash, but I think if you're making some like tournament lineups, Aaron Rodgers is definitely consideration. I think he'll be popular. Yeah, he'll be popular because it's a Lions. Like, if Aaron, Aaron Rodgers disappointed through through eight weeks, I mean, it, it, this is the week he gets it right. It just makes sense. The narrative of, of destroying the Lions just fits with what Aaron Rodgers has done throughout his career. I, I, the other player that I do have some consideration, I'm, I'm probably not playing him, but it's just got to be Kyler Murray. It's 49 points total in the Hawks and Cards. We're going to get pieces of this game elsewhere, so probably you know not playing Kyler, but I think he's a guy that you could talk me into. I think that the jump down from Kyler to um, Josh Allen, like saving that uh, $1,100, is pretty substantial for me. And I, I view that their you know their base projections to me are about the same. So I, I have more. If I had to pick between Kyler and Josh Allen this week, I'd probably go Kyler. But I think for me, I'm really just locked on to. Uh, Justin Fields. Any other quarterback thoughts um, here? Um, I think if it ends up being popular to be on Fields, uh, one way that you can go about that game is you could potentially go with Tua Sacks instead. Because um, the tough part with Fields is it's like, who do you stack him with? Do you stack him? Do you just play naked Fields? And that's more so in tournaments than cash. Like in cash, you're not going to be stacking him. Uh, you shouldn't be. But I think one guy who's somewhat interesting if Fields ends up being like super chalky uh, in his price range would be Taylor Heineke, who probably has similar floor, not as high of a ceiling, 
but base level projections. And they're facing Minnesota. That game could get out of hand. Uh, Minnesota's been in some high scoring affairs. So Taylor Heineke's kind of interesting. He's coming up. He's played two games this season, 15 and 23 fantasy points. So I think reasonable for that price. Um, and I'm glad you, just you brought need him, him up. to out outscore Fields at that place. I, I, and I, I like that. I mean, it's, I'm glad you brought him up because when I look at like you know my that game's interesting. If I look at my points per dollar off of my projections, Heineke's at the top. You know, he's at the top in terms of what I think his base projection is to how much his price is. So I'm not playing Heineke, but if somebody's like, "Hey Tyler, should I play Ty- Taylor Heineke in, in cash?" And, you know, I don't think I necessarily talk them out of it. Um, you know, it's pretty much mm-hmm. the same price as Fields, but. I expect Fields to, you know, have pretty not high enough ownership to I think it really matters. Let's be frank, but I think Heineke, yeah. if he has a good game, um, you know, there's not going to be many people rolling him out this week. Yeah. Pool of three quarterbacks, Lou. I'm going to do Allen, Murray, and Fields. Got two with Fields. Love it. All right, running backs. Uh, I think the question was, are we playing Josh Allen or not? That same question is uh, really asked here. Are we playing Austin Eckler or not at 8,800? That's going to be one of the biggest decisions. I think I've made the decision that I'm not playing Josh Allen, which says, yes, I am now playing Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, 8,800, is in my lineup. One, they're playing the Atlanta Falcons. It's quite literally free points. When anybody plays the Falcons at this point in time, it's like there's going to be points scored. It's just the way it works. And then, you know, it's a 49.5 point total, another pretty high total in this one. I think that the other piece of this is really how down um, the Chargers are on talent right now. No Mike Williams, no Keenan Allen. So it's like, wh- who are they going to be working with? I mean, I think we, we talk about a condensed uh, target tree, right? And we'll get to that at wide receiver. But, I mean, Eckler leaving this game with, with 8 or 10 targets and, like, you know, 15 carries, it just seems like a lock at this point in time considering how much they're going to need to use him and will use him as the running back and one of their primary wide receivers now with Williams and Keenan Allen out. Anything to add on Eckler? Yeah, I think he's probably just the best route play on the entire slate. doesn't really matter what his price is. Um, there's not – there's no other high-end running backs to pay for. The next highest running back is Dalvin Cook, who's under 8K. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is out, even though if he was playing, like he just hasn't been the same Jonathan Taylor this year anyway. Yeah, so like a lost season for JT, unfortunately. Yeah, and you, you don't have Chubb, you don't have Saquon, some of these these other guys that have had the high floor, high ceiling combos, um, and have just been crushing it this year. You don't have a Kamara who had forty points last week, so um, he's kind of just in his own tier this week. For me, Great. Dalvin, Dalvin is having a perfectly fine season. Um, I don't want to take anything away from what he's been doing. Like he has been putting up a decent amount of fantasy points. I think he's like the twelfth ranked running back yep. for for like points. So he's he's not doing anything too special. Like if you play him, perfectly fine. But I don't think he's a cash play. I think Eckler is the cash play here. There's just so many injuries on the chargers and like this guy's just he's on pace for over 100 receptions and yet he might have another 20 touchdowns uh this year uh he's just basically every week he's getting multiple touchdowns um the stat is in the past four weeks he has eight eight total touchdowns um he had no touchdowns in the first three weeks and he's had eight since 
and he's just constantly putting up fantasy points. Uh, it doesn't matter how many times he rushes because last week he only had nine attempts rushing. He had 36 fantasy points. So this guy, could, like, in without Keenan, mostly without Keenan, but also now without Mike Williams, like, I don't really see how Eckler gets less than, like, six receptions in this game. I feel like that might be even low for a floor. Like, he's probably getting eight-plus receptions in this game. So to me, uh, Eckler is just the first, one of the first people that I'm trying to get into my lineups. Uh, a lot easier to fade him in tournaments because – Plenty of other players out there can score 30 fantasy points, and you might be able to redistribute the uh, salary elsewhere. So fading him in tournaments is fine, but I feel like in cash, he's almost a must-play. Let's move down the list a little bit, you know, pr- pricing highest to lowest. Obviously, look at Eckler. doesn't look like we're in on Dalvin. Let's go to the next four just to get your thoughts and see if there's somebody there that sticks out to you. Aaron Jones, 74. Josh Jacobs, 73. Leonard Fournette, 66. And then let's throw in Joe Mixon at 65. Um, you know, some of these guys got pretty good matchups. The prices really aren't all that bad, but did you see yourself going any of these directions with Jones, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, Fournette, and Mixon? Yeah, I think Aaron Jones was a guy who I thought is is cash viable this week at 7,400. The Lions narrative. Um, facing the Lions, uh, not a lot of, as I mentioned before, like not a lot of the big name running backs, uh, on this slate that you're already choosing from with him. I think 400 less than Dalvin. I'm probably still going to choose Aaron Jones. AJ Dillon is there. We know this. Jones had hundred yards last week. He's done that three times this year. He hasn't been getting to the end zone as much as I was hoping. Uh, he would also not as many receptions, but going into the year, like I was thinking he could have been their their leading uh, receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. This year on the Packers, just because of what their their team is, but they're not. They they kind of I don't know. They kind of move slowly. That game could, if they slow it down, could not be as exciting as as maybe we're hoping for facing the Lions. But Aaron Jones does it all, uh, and we know when they're by the end zone, he is one of the first reads that Aaron Rodgers likes to go to. So um, I like Aaron Jones seventy four hundred. Mixon's okay. I think because of pricing at 6,500, he's reasonable, but he's just like way less exciting than some of these other lower end 6K running backs that we'll be talking about. The young guns that are out there. Mixon last year was getting like 20 carries a game. He's just not doing that anymore. Uh, even last week without Jamar Chase, he only had eight carries. Yes, they were, they were trailing for most of the game, so he ended up with seven receptions. So he does pretty much have three reception floor, probably going to get 12 to 15 carries from him, but he hasn't looked all that great from yep. just a raw like football stance. So I do like the younger guys, um, like the the Stevensons and, and Walkers. Let, let, yeah, let, let's talk about that range, because that's the range that I find myself going to. Like once Because I'm paying up for Eckler, I'm avoiding the range we just talked about. And I have a lot of interest in that low 6K range. Etienne at 63, yeah. Ramondre at 62, and Kenneth Walker at 62. I mean, these three dudes are bell cows. Um, you know, yeah. I think there's, I mean, if Eckler, I mean, Eckler is the best play in the slate, but I mean, if you wanted to play those three running backs, I would have no problem with it because I like all three of them, especially if, you know, Damon Harris is, is questioned with a, um, 
questionable with a, a illness. So if he were to miss, I think it would push me to Ramondre's way a bit more. But right now I'm locking in my lineup with Eckler, Travis Etienne, um, just because he's got that workhorse role in a pretty good matchup. Um, and then I end up going to, to Kenneth Walker. But I like Stevenson as well. Um, are, you, are you with me where you like all three of these guys? Do you lean one way or another? I think for me, Etienne's probably my number one uh, in this range facing the Raiders. They, he's clearly their guy. I mean, they just traded away James Robinson, and they he went from 14 carries to 24 carries. He's also getting work in the passing game, which for um, DK purposes, like that's always a good add. He hasn't been getting like a ton, but um, he's clearly the one who's going to get touchdowns if they're by the end zone. This game could get could end up being one of the higher uh, scoring games on the slate. Part of that has to do with if the Raiders can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiders have just looked so bad and didn't even score last week. So if they can't keep up, um, but that's even more reason that Etienne would just start carrying the ball more because they're um, in the lead. So I like the game flow idea uh, for him. He's had oh, He's got that 100-yard bonus each of the last two games. He This is like opposite of Vixen. He's a guy that it, he looks like a great runner out there. Uh, they're giving him the ball more often, and he's like a clear part of their offense. So he's probably – I'd probably rank them him, – him being number one. And then if Harris is out, I'd say Stevenson. Uh, if Harris is in, I'd probably go with Walker before Stevenson. Yep. I'm with you. I mean, I, I pretty much am playing Eckler and then two of these three guys we just talked about. I don't really have a lot of other to offer at RBs this week. It's it's Eckler because I'm not playing Allen. And two of these three guys, it's pretty simple. But I think if there, there's a couple other directions I could see people going. I uh, just wanted to chat about those real quick to get your thoughts. It's going to be Dante Foreman at 6K and Deion Jackson at 52. I think they're both priced a little bit higher than what I would like. But I think both of these, like, you know, Foreman's in a better matchup than Jackson. Jackson's in a tougher matchup. But, you know, I I just don't see myself needing to go down this low to get to Foreman or Jackson. I also, you know, I think the talent of the guys of Etienne, the talent of Stevenson, the talent of Walker is much higher than Deion Jackson and Deonta Foreman. I mean, these these are more backup quality guys, which doesn't usually matter too much at running back. But still, the point stands. Um, your thoughts on Deion Jackson or Foreman? I'm probably not playing them, but I think they're at least at worth at least worth talking about. Yeah, I have a couple issues with Deion Jackson. Um, obviously, Hines is not there anymore. Taylor's not going to play, so he is essentially going to be the bell cow. And we know last time he was out, he had ten receptions. First game he started, he had four. Um, so if it gets to that sort of game script, he could end up getting there just on the receptions at 5,200. It's not necessarily that hard for him to get there. He hasn't been that efficient of a runner. So that's been one issue. And as you mentioned, he has a tough matchup against the the Patriots that have one of the better rush defenses in the league. So I think I might end up going there just for price, but also only just in cash. I don't know if he has the upside um, that is is warranted for me to go all the way down there. I probably won't play Foreman this week. I did play him last week in um, my main single entry team. 
because of one thing that you mentioned earlier, just play your guys against the Falcons right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got 100-yard bonus, but also three touchdowns, which we weren't expecting that. But um, I don't know if I'm going to go there. I, he's just too close in price to those other guys that we mentioned before. Agreed. That I think I'm going to – I feel safer them than Panthers. That's uh, Last week was um, the most plays they've run all season by like 25. Wow. So, I mean, it, they've just been so slow most of the season, and they're facing the Bengals. So, I'm not sure how that game flow is going to be yet. Uh, I did want to ask you about Kenneth Walker real quick. So, outside of his big runs, he hasn't been all that efficient of a runner. But he's on the Seahawks, so he's getting 20 touches a game. Uh, I kind of feel like he's not as efficient as Stevenson is. So... I don't know. Do you think that Stevenson's workload with Harris could still be enough uh, because he's been a little more efficient? Yeah, I mean, it's just tough. It's just, it's more of like I guess it's more of like the bias and me just like watching Kenneth Walker and seeing what he's capable of um, of those long runs yeah. and like 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 we're basically playing Kenneth Walker for the long run. Like it's it's like the yeah. opposite of what you would think, right? Like I, I don't want a a running back who's dependent upon long runs who's not getting any pass volume. Like if you were to take their names out of the equation, and say Tyler, it's like do you a want Chubb, to, right? yeah, it's like Chubb, Chubb yeah. had that for a bit where. He he would get there because he'd have that one fifty yard touchdown every game. And then Ramondre is getting it done because he he's getting so much work in the fast game, and that's usually yeah. what we want on DraftKings. So like I think you look at it objectively, and Ramondre Stevenson's a better play. Um, I don't know if it's more of just like a gut thing or watching them play. Um, I, I also have like I guess maybe the slight concern just about the game environment of the Pats and the Colts. I think what is that a forty point total? Like it's pretty pathetic at this point. Um, you, I look at the other one, and I just, you know, there's a whole, like, almost like a touchdown and a, and a field goal, more points expected to be scored, and the Hawks and the Cards, like, nine extra points. So I think that draws it to me as well. Um, I, I just, I was looking at some preliminary stats, and, like, Damian Harris was running a bunch of routes last week. He didn't get a lot of targets, but he was running a bunch of routes. So I guess for me, it's just, like, I like Ramondre. I think that at the end of the day, like, if Damian Harris gets more work, all of a sudden, it just wouldn't surprise me. So I, I think they're both good plays, but I just find myself leaning Walker's way just because I, I think it's a little sexier for me, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, I think the decision between those two is going to be a tough one for me this week because I'll probably end up playing only one of them. Or could be a good segue into wide receivers. You could just play one of the wide receivers in that range yeah. instead. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Let's, 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 let's do the pool real quick. Pool, let's go five running backs because I think it's a, that might challenge you a little bit more. Let's go pool of five, Lou. Um, I, I'll do Eckler, Aaron Jones, uh, Stevenson, Walker, and Etienne. Love it. Wide receivers. Moving along. Um... You know, again, we're missing some pretty big studs in this matchup. We know that. But at the top, we at least got to talk about Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, and Diggs. Um, actually, we're not really missing any studs. These are the freaking studs. Take that back. Let's throw Devontae Adams in there as well. 8K and up. Devontae Adams, 81. Stephon Diggs, 84. Tyreek Hill, 85. Justin Jefferson, 86. Cooper Cup, 89. Thoughts on these uh, top range plus 8K plus guys? You playing any of them? You fading any of them hard? Your thoughts? I don't think I'll play them in cash. I think by playing Eckler, and if you end up playing 
Allen. Like that's where you're going with your 8K players. I think the way that you can save is that wide receiver. The problem is a lot of the guys in the 6K range have somewhat similar upside. I've shown that they can get 25, 30 fantasy points. Um, so I think in the top range, Tyreek is probably going to be the most popular just from what he's been doing this year on pace for over 2,000 yards. It's just kind of crazy. Every every week he just sort of puts up big points. But um, I don't know. I think the Bears defense is good enough to somewhat slow him down this week. So that might be a guy that I end up fading. You you kind of you're you don't feel excited about it, but you end up doing kind of thing. I think Justin Jefferson's probably my favorite in this range. Uh, last week, somewhat infuriating, ended at 98 receiving yards, so he didn't get the bonus. But that would have been four straight games with at least 100 receiving yards. Like he's just Cousins is throwing at him. Like Cousins doesn't care about uh, Am Thielen anymore. It's just Justin Jefferson now. And this matchup, as I mentioned earlier, like as I've been talking this through, like I don't know if all the time people are going to go to this Vikings. Uh, commanders game, mm-hmm. but it's somewhat interesting. It's one of those games. The Vikings that could, could pop be off, the highest. Yeah. I, I could see that be the highest scoring game just because both of these defenses aren't all that great um, and have been in high scoring affairs. Yep. I think he's probably my favorite up here in this range. Uh, Diggs is just like gets there every week too. So probably Jefferson. I, I like that call up there, Lou, because I, I I was looking at this game. I know the total is less than desirable at 43.5, but Commander's run D's second DVOA, right? The Commander's pass D's 28th DVOA and 28th um, yards allowed per pass. I mean, you throw the ball in the Commander's with great success. I think uh, wide receivers are scoring the fifth most fantasy points against the Commander's this year. You know, I got I got Cousins in my, ranked in my top 10. You know, Jefferson's obviously top three, um, Thielen's top 30. So, like, there is a world where they just, like, and, and because of the game, I expect the Vikings to push the pace of the game and to try to, like, look um, deep early and often. So, I mean, I I think, it, like, the, the Vikings offense is a pretty sneaky play that people aren't going to be going to, and, and J. Jeff could really pop. I mean, I, I would say that J. Jeff's in a, in a slate-breaking spot for sure. And, you know, he's always kind of a slate-breaker. He always has that upside, but I think people aren't looking at it enough because they're just looking at the matchup and perhaps the total. Yeah, and A.J. Brown kind of had similar last week where a lot of people just weren't going to that game because they're like, oh, they're facing the Steelers. They're just going to win pretty handily. But then he goes out and gets over like 150 yards and three touchdowns. And, you know, they have these upsides. It'll happen in matchups like this. Um, The other guy up here that I wanted to touch on was uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He's just he's the cheapest of the bunch, but man, yep, I mean, like in his two games, he has at least ten receptions in each, over a hundred yards each time. He's still under eight k. It's a good way to save some salary off of those other guys. Where I don't really think him against the, the Seahawks is much different than any of those other guys above him. Um, and we've seen Cardinal Seahawks. Um, this could be one of the highest. Scoring games on the slate. I think we were kind of talking about that earlier with mm-hmm. talking about Gino and um, Kyler at QB, but both sides of the ball. Wide receivers, we're on here now. Lockett, Metcalf, Hopkins. A lot of ways that you can stack this game, and I think they're all in great spots. 
let's drop down a little bit. There's this range where I find myself. It, it's very similar to the running backs, right? We're very interested in the running backs in the 6K, low 6K range-ish. And that's exactly where I find myself looking at the wide receiver position. Um, I'm in Ross St. Brown at 66. Tyler Lockett, 61. Godwin, 62. I am playing two of, three, of these three guys. I'm in Raw, Lockett, Godwin. Two of these three guys are in my cash lineup. Um, the volume's there. They're in good environment and or they're in good environments. Um, you know, I'm, I think Amon Ross is underpriced. They're paying for that injury, but, um, I'm probably going Amon Ra and Lockett right now, but I mean, I could pivot to Godwin, but you know, your thoughts on Amon Ra 66, Lockett 61, Chris Godwin 62. This is just a great range. And all three of these guys are just great prices for what I think they can do. Yeah. And I think just the way that the Bucks have been playing recently and Rams have somewhat of a, a good enough defense that can control it. Godwin hasn't hit 100 yards yet, but he pretty much just gets you like six catches, 70 yards each week. So he's got a great floor, um, a little tougher matchup compared to the other two. I already mentioned I like that that Seahawks side of that game. Um, I think DK looks fine. Like I don't think he's he's really beaten up, um, but they are the guys that Gino locks onto. Uh, it's either going to be Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf that he's throwing it to. Uh, both have really good floors and the low K low six K wide receivers are all pretty juicy this week. Um, I'll have pretty decent upside as well. Uh, so if you had the 300, would you go up to Metcalf over Lockett? No, I would not. Uh, I'm not really thinking that's something, a direction I would go. So, yeah. It's just I, I don't see much of a difference. He had that knee, you know, injury last you no know, two weeks ago. I mean, he looks like he was fine. He's off the injury report. I don't know if it's something I'm shouldn't be worried about, and I am, but I don't know. I just tend to always lean Lockett. I think yeah. that they're more of a coin toss than than people think it is. Yeah, and for Amonra, it's just Hawkinson's gone. There's 40, injuries. Forty nine point total. Uh, yeah, he's he's he's, he's going to play in the slot. He's going to avoid the stud corners. Like, there's just it's really easy to build a narrative for. Yeah, he's going to get there. He's you're playing him for volume, uh, and you're hoping maybe he gets touchdown too. But um, you're probably really hoping that he has one of those spike weeks in volume. I mean, we even saw it last week. He had ten targets when he's healthy. He's the guy that's getting ten plus targets, um, as you mentioned, because he plays. Uh, playing in the slot has somewhat less upside than someone like a, a DK Metcalf does, but uh, solid floor price has been going down for some reason. Uh, he seems like he's healthy now. He's the guy uh, for the lions and this game could get a little out of hand if both teams are just keeping back and forth with each other. And then, and then Mike in the chat here says that DK Metcalf has had bad games against Arizona career-wise. Yeah. Not something I noticed, but thanks for adding to the narrative here, Mike, that the reason, another reason to go lock it here. So quite simple. I think the other guy that we have to talk about, which is the other guy in my cash lineup, and you know that's going to be Josh Palmer. Mm. We know Mike Williams is out. We know Keenan Allen is out. There's not a lot behind Josh Palmer. He's been pretty solid. Like He hasn't necessarily like you know blown the top off, but we have seen him command good volume even when uh, Mike Williams is out there. So we, we talked about this game, high total. We talked about wanting players against the Atlanta Falcons. I've, I'm totally cool starting Eckler and Josh Palmer. In fact, I am. The 5100 price for Josh Palmer just kind of you know jumps out. I think he's another guy that we're going to see in a lot of cash lineups, but rightfully so. Yeah. 
that's just another version of this. With the injuries on the Chargers, they're going to consolidate where the ball's going. We've seen Josh Palmer have some decent games, uh, some spiked target weeks, and heading into this year, he was a big name in best ball for this exact reason. If Mike Williams got hurt, if Keenan Allen got hurt, he would step into that role, step up. And last week, nine receptions, 57 yards. Uh, in this week, I think we should expect more of the same. Let's try to uh, let's go to another. Any other wider series out there, Lou? I mean, that yeah. really does it for the wider series that I'm looking let's at. Let's talk I mean, about the cheap ones, though, because I think it. if you go the build, Allen and Eckler, you kind of have to pick two uh, cheap wide receivers. Uh, I think an is an interesting build. I don't know if I'll go Mooney, but 4,700 is somewhat intriguing. Uh, you kind of will need him to get a touchdown, I think, uh, to beat out some of these other guys. But from a floor standpoint, pretty solid 4,700. Uh, he works well with fields. He's probably the guy I would stack with fields that could allow you to get a Tyreek Waddle in your team as well. Um, but the lower end of 4K is probably where I'd be looking. So uh, there's Zay Jones. People are going to talk about Zay Jones, Khalif Raymond, and then uh, Terrace Marshall is the other mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Terrace Marshall, he, I mean, that that team, now they just kind of have to redistribute targets with uh, McCaffrey gone. Uh, DJ Moore has gotten a lot of them. We haven't really talked about DJ Moore. His price hasn't gotten up too high, even after a big week last week. But um, Terrace Marshall had nine targets last week, 87 yards. For 3,900, he's okay. Khalif Raymond, similar reasons as we were talking about with Amon Ra. There's just less people for them to throw it to right now. And we've seen the upside of Khalif Raymond. He's 4K flat. Depends on how many lines you want to play into your lineup. Uh, but then the other one is Zay Jones, who I like Zay. we've seen him have some spike weeks in targets. Uh, uh, what's your thoughts with, with Zay? Because I feel like his upside is somewhat limited. I think Khalif might have the most upside because I think he's the most likely to end up with a big touchdown. Uh, and the other ones are a little more of, of floor plays. But of those three, which of them do you think is most likely to find your lineup? Khalif Raymond, I think, you know, if I – it's tough for me to fit Raymond in there considering um, I'm an honest Brown and where I'm likely going at tight end, spoiler alert. Um, but it's probably Khalif Raymond. I think you mentioned it. I think even with not a lot of volume, we've seen, you know, even if they're not long touchdowns, like 50, 70-yard plays out of Khalif Raymond, it's just the kind of player he is. Um, and I, I just like the price. He's going to be out there running a ton of routes. There's no Hawkinson. We already mentioned that. Swift, if he plays, is still pretty banged up. They're not going to throw a ton of balls to Jamal Williams. It's just there's a lot of opportunity open with Josh Reynolds out for Khalif Raymond. Um, so I'm probably going Khalif Raymond in this one. I don't think I'm going to play Terrace Marshall. I just can't bring myself to do it. Um, I'm just not exactly sold on him. You know, I think there's a lot of hype for him as a prospect last year, but he's pretty much just kind of face-planted. And I'm just not going to end up putting my cash on a lineup that involves Terrace Marshall. And I'm pretty neutral on the others. Yeah. I think that's a, a good way to look at it. And it, I think in a vacuum, it's Khalif. But like you said, like it, if I played Khalif, I probably would. Go somewhere else a tight end. Or, or, or somewhere tight else a tight end. 
I think yeah. you can, I think I think there's a world where you played Khalif and Amon Ra and it'd be okay. I really yeah. do. I just but I also would not... think um, what what we were just saying with that with all these lines that are options. I also think that's why uh, the Rogers stacks are going to be somewhat common, um, and the bringbacks are going to be common because they're they're all, a lot of cash plays. So um, that would probably keep me off of playing Rogers stacks this week. Pool five wide receivers, Lou. Yeah, um, Amonra, Hopkins, Palmer, Khalif Raymond, and uh, Lockett. Love it. Shifted to tight end. It's pretty gross this week, man. I, I, yeah. I think like we're, 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 there's no there's no Kelsey, there's no Andrews. So what the hell do we have? I mean, freaking Zach Ertz at 5,100 is our highest priced tight end on the week. Not going there, but it just to prove a point here. Um, you know, if I, if I had to pick a couple, I, I, I think that, I, I, I mean, let's just go with the spoiler. And I talked about it. Brock Wright for the punt. Um, the Zebra King, folks. Brock Wright in Detroit, 2,500. Stone men. I think there's a couple targets there. It doesn't take a lot for him. We, we've seen a couple, like, decent plays out of him this season. That was with Hawk, but now Hawk is out. Looks like Brock Wright is going to play in this one. 2,500 is kind of where I want to go here. I mean, you're only looking for what? Like, maybe he pulls in a touchdown. Maybe he gets, like, 50 yards, a couple t- catches. That's what you're looking for for Brock Wright. I like putting him in there. No Cleve Raymond. I will play Brock Wright and Amon Ross St. Brown together. If I am going Stone Mint, it is Brock Wright. Um, and there's not other – if I don't go Brock Wright, I'm going a decent amount up to play some guys. So, your thoughts, Brock Wright, elsewhere? Yeah, we've played – Brock Wright on some uh, Thanksgiving slates. Absolutely. And uh, this just feels like one of those weeks where the top tight end is going to be some rando that just, like, caught a touchdown. And now the tight ends are going to have more than, like, 15 fantasy points. And you can get away with getting six from your tight end. So I feel like just punting is is probably the right play. Uh, He is 2,500. You could go... The thing is, it's really changes your defense. I think depending on where you're going to go up, it does. Uh, it does. Defense and defense and, and tight end are very much connected for me this week. Yeah, because I think going up from Brock to say Evan Ingram is 3,300. I don't think you're really changing all that much. Brock right probably has more likelihood of getting a touchdown. Evan Ingram has such a wide range of outcomes, but. Um, it's probably safer to get three to five receptions. It just might be for 20 yards. Um, I think Kyle Pitts is pretty intriguing to me this week. He's not the highest priced. And he's in that game um, that we like on the other yeah. side. So I, I do kind of like a, a Pitts-Eckler mini correlation. Uh, Pitts probably the best raw tight end just from uh, – standpoint of like as an actual football player the question is will they uh get him the ball because that's always the thing with pits this year i think robert tunyon 3800 is super interesting if you can get to it it's a little more expensive than i wanted to he's playing inline tight end i mean that's been a very big weak point for the lines i mean it's all a weak point for the lines of defense but i mean he's in a spot to really eat um he's in one of those targets yeah and i i talked about this on my on my um preview show um crush the competition jwb is where you know i i I think Aaron Rodgers has a good game, top 10 quarterback, top 12 quarterback, right? And how does he do it? Like, I just don't have a lot of faith in dubes. 
Um, I don't really have a lot of faith with Lazard. I just don't have a lot of faith. So it's like, how does he get it done against the Lions? And I think there's a narrative where I can, you know, tell myself a story where it's like Tanyan has a big week against the Lions, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm here for Tanyan. I don't know. I'm not getting him in my cash lineups, but I definitely like him a lot. Yeah, I, and I think he's one of the... He's one of the ways that you can get. Uh, you can't even get that different in that game. But um, I think he's. I'd rather play him than a Lazard for six K. You know, if Lazard is going to play this game, um, but it's more of the who you're facing him against, and the other tight ends on the slate are all pretty weak. I'm not excited and probably won't play uh, Everett at yeah, forty eight hundred. So Yep. There's other pieces uh, so I think of that game. I think it's worth the 500 to go up to Tunyon because he is a higher likelihood of touchdowns, which we haven't seen him have all that much this yep. year. But I think in this matchup, I just uh, I've been hurt by Everett Ingram pretty often. Yeah. So t- um, Mike in the chat, Tunyon or Ingram? Yeah. Um, I think t- I think Ingram like is the right like maybe play on paper here, but I think you're just about to jump into why I think you and I both yep. prefer Tunyon over Ingram. Uh, yeah, I think Ingram's probably safer to get receptions and yards. Like he's probably safer to get you eight points, but Tunyon is a lot more likely to uh, find the end zone. Has a bigger upside, could find the end zone multiple times. It's a really good matchup as well. Um, but I think it's it's probably worth the five hundred for me to go to Tunyon if I can find it. Um, but I think I'd rather have. Rock right thirteen hundred less than Tunyon, so maybe that that's for me probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably won't end up with Ingram. I don't like playing Chalky Ingram. Fair enough. Pool of three tight ends. Right, Tunyon. Pitts. Love it. Love the Pitts call. Um, close it out on defense. I mean, it's just. I've found a way to be able to get up to the Buccaneers against the Rams. I mean, the Rams are just, yeah. like, a pathetic offense at this point in time. <laughs> they don't um, score. Yeah, they they're just not score. good. Like, it's like Cooper Cup's like – I was having this conversation, and I feel like earlier in the year, the Panthers, when they were with Baker Mayfield, it was like, what do you do on fantasy with the Panthers? You start CMC, you bench everyone else. That's how bad that offense was. That's where we are right now with the Rams offense. You start Cooper Cup – and bench everyone else. Maybe Higby in a pinch, but you know what I'm saying. It's like there's nothing appealing about the Rams, the Super Bowl defending Rams, than Cooper Cup. It's a pretty sad state of affairs here. Uh, I think it shows the impact of the offensive line. To be honest, we can get to that another day. But I think Buccaneers at 3K, I'm able to afford it. Um, that's you. That's where I am going. Um, I've also think there's some interest in playing the Panthers versus the Bengals, but that that's really where I'm at. I I, I have the money to play the Bucks, and it's pretty clear cut for me. Yeah, I think that's probably where I'm I'm leading right now. As we mentioned before, if you wanted to go a little higher at tight end, most likely it, it would be tight end, um, then you could go down at defense. I think you could go all the way down to Panthers. Like If you want to save money on defense, I think just go all the way down to Panthers at 2,300. Uh, probably won't play Jets at 2,000, but I bet – there will be people that do that. Yeah. And I think Colts. Fun. I think Colts at twenty seven are, are in play as well against Mac Jones and the Bats. Yeah, the Colts have been a decent defense too. Um, they get a few sacks a game. Have had some turnovers in there. Haven't been giving up a ton of points, and that's that's the stuff that we look at. Uh, I think besides that, you could go with like the Seahawks. 
Kyler is prone to uh, getting sacked, and the Seahawks, the Seahawks have 14 sacks in the last three games. So they're going to get to the QB. They've forced a fumble in all but one game this year, um, and they That's had a good, stat. good stat. They they also have five interceptions on the year. Like that, they're a decent defense uh, from a fantasy standpoint, and I don't hate it. I think um, if there's two ways that you play that game, right? Either mm-hmm. you play all the guys. If you're not playing anyone from that game, play the Seahawks defense. Uh, that's like an easy way to go about it in tournaments. Um, I think from a cash standpoint, I'm probably, I think I'll do Buccaneers or Panthers personally, like either all the way down or uh, in that mid range. Let's, let's get out of here. Final thoughts. Week nine. Yeah, I think there's a lot of fun ways that you can play this slate. Jaguars Raiders game. Interesting one that could get out of hand. Uh, Vikings commanders like there's a lot of as you mentioned earlier we want to play a lot of these chargers guys we want to play a lot of these lions guys uh there's specific games that people are going to that opens up the door for some of these other games on in tournaments um so probably don't play them in turn play those chalky guys in tournaments but chalk has been hitting a lot this week uh this season so don't be afraid to just play someone because they look like a good raw play because it's been working out. Maybe the yeah, projections nice. are just getting better over time. None of these games are projected to be over 50 points. So you you don't have to like force yourself into specific games this week. Cool. All right, Lou, where can they find you on Twitter? Where can they find your work? At lucky underscore Lou Dog over at luckytrader.com. Uh, do some other DraftKings for their Rainmakers uh portion of their dfs you can find me on twitter at ff tyler that's all we have today folks don't forget tell somebody love them later when we add up all those inches that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak